0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Spending debt deal. House OKs block on emissions reporting. Farm bill forecast. Purdue Talks nominees. Industries GMO Challenge. Congress is quickly clearing its to-do list for September, setting up a time this fall to tackle other priorities such as tax reform and possibly a farm bill. The Senate yesterday passed a $15 billion package of hurricane relief that averts a government shutdown on October 1st by extending government spending authority to December and increasing the debt ceiling for three months as well. The bill also includes a three-month extension of the Pesticide Registration Improvement Act, or PRIA, which authorizes user fees that fund EPA's regulatory work. The existing law is set to expire at the end of this month, lawmakers still working on a long-term extension. The temporary debt ceiling extension is being viewed in some quarters as a defeat for the House Freedom Caucus, a group of hardline conservatives that could be an obstacle to passing a new farm bill. But a House GOP veteran, Tom Cole, a Republican of Oklahoma, says the three-month extension is a better deal for the Freedom Caucus than the much longer extension that Republican leaders wanted. This is a relatively short period of time, Cole said. House seeks to block emissions reporting. The House last night adopted an amendment to its 8-bill fiscal 18 spending package that would protect livestock operations from having to report emissions of ammonia and other hazardous substances. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled that the EPA in 2008 illegally exempted all but the largest concentrated animal feeding operations, or CAFOs, from reporting emissions that exceed certain levels. The amendment, sponsored by Representative Billy Long, a Republican of Missouri, and approved on a voice vote, would prevent EPA from requiring the reporting. The House also dropped a series of amendments to both the interior EPA and agriculture sections of the bill that were proposed by Florida lawmakers to curb harmful algae blooms. The other relatively minor ag amendment adopted included one intended to prevent schools from shaming kids for being behind on meal payments. Farm Bill Veteran 50-50 Chance of Farm Bill Action American Farm Bureau Federation's veteran farm bill lobbyist, Mary Kay Thatcher, says farmers need to get ready for fights as soon as this fall over crop insurance and efforts to tighten payment limits. During a webinar organized by the University of Arkansas, Thatcher said she thinks there is a 50-50 chance that either the House or Senate will move a new farm bill before the end of the year. She also believes Democrats, not just Republicans, will be motivated to get a farm bill enacted before the midterm election of 2018. Seven of the ten Democrats on the Senate Agriculture Committee will be up for election. Crop insurance at risk. Thatcher says she's worried about efforts in both chambers to cut premium subsidies and impose a means test on crop insurance. She notes that during development of the 2014 Farm Bill, the Senate voted 66 to 33 to reduce premium subsidies for high-earning farmers. Only 22 of the 33 senators who opposed that amendment are currently in the Senate. She said, I think it will be a very difficult issue to win when it comes back up. She also fears farm groups will have to fight off amendments to tighten conservation compliance by adding requirements such as cover crops or nutrient management plans. Another Thatcher point, the livestock industry's push for an FMD vaccine bank will be tough for lawmakers to swallow because of the cost 150 million dollars a year, and the fact that the vaccines themselves only have a limited shelf life. Purdue huddles with Robertson Cotleway. The Farm Bill is one of the topics on the menu when Secretary Purdue hosted Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts and House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway for breakfast yesterday. Purdue also talked to the lawmakers about the pending USDA nominations, according to a spokesman, which likely means they discussed Sam Clovis, a controversial nominee to be Undersecretary for Research, Economics and Education. Roberts declined after the meeting to talk about the state of the Clovis nomination. Purdue additionally briefed lawmakers on the reorganization plan that he announced later in the day. The plan, among other things, would combine the Agriculture Marketing Service with the Grain Inspection Packers and Stockyards Administration, as AgriPulse had reported on Thursday. Industry pledges education effort on GMO disclosure. Food manufacturers and supermarkets are pledging to educate consumers on the use of smartphones to get information on biotech food ingredients. A study required by the 2016 GMO Disclosure Law found that consumers often don't know how to use smartphones or industry QR codes. The study recommends USDA consider requiring companies to offer alternative methods such as text messaging to identify biotech ingredients. Responding to the study, the Grocery Manufacturers Association and Food Marketing Institute expressed confidence that the use of smartphones and QR codes would continue to grow. But both groups acknowledged that consumer education efforts will be needed. GMA said a consumer education campaign will be a vital part of the implementation and rollout of the bioengineering disclosure regulations. FMI said it recognized the need to provide supplemental education to our customers, and we're planning to do so in a concerted effort as soon as the final rule is issued and implementation begins. USDA is required to issue that rule by next July. Peanuts claim gets regulators okay. The FDA is going to allow food companies to say that feeding peanut products to some young children could keep them from being allergic to them. The labels will have to note that the health claim is based on results of a single study. Cochrane Leahy Farm to School Bill. Two former chairmen of the Senate Agriculture Committee are proposing to expand the Farm to School grant program, which encourages schools to serve locally grown foods. Senator Thad Cochran, Republican of Mississippi, and Patrick Leahy, a Democrat of Vermont, have introduced legislation that would increase school eligibility and reduce barriers for farmer participation and allow new products to qualify, including catfish. Supporters hope to see the measure folded into the new Farm Bill. Here's today's He Said It. This court decision means that over 100,000 farmers and ranchers will be forced to report low-level odor emissions from livestock and poultry. Farmers and ranchers will lose time and money that would otherwise be spent growing our nation's food supply. That represented Billy Long, a Republican of Missouri, arguing for his amendment to the FY18 spending bill. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, September 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.